Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast dropped in your trick-or-treat bag every week, featuring two hosts that did sell their souls to rock and roll. I'm Rocky. I'm Blaze. And this week, we are taking a little journey into the world of metal horror, rock and roll horror, whichever one, with our rip-shredding, guitar-bowl-throwing, snake-blood-drinking, tennis-racket-whacking, turn-your-girlfriend-into-a-rubber-creature, rock-god-triple-feature, a Black Roses, Rock and Roll Nightmare, and Trick or Treat. I think you know my favorite by the shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> yes, you have a Rock and Roll Nightmare shirt on. And then uh, after that, uh, if you still want to keep on listening, or the decibels haven't got to you yet, then we're going to have another entry. Are we going to have another entry? For what? In your cabinet. Oh, career. in the games? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. I want to make sure. I'm like, wait, we didn't talk about this. We have another entry <laughs> into Blaze's cabinet of video game curiosities. Yes, we will. But first, how are you? I've been better. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, uh, for people who don't know, uh, last week uh, we had to put my dog down of 15 years my mm-hmm. compadre for literally half my life so mm-hmm. it's been a pretty rough time and uh i'm kind of just getting back in the mode to even leave my house <laughs> yes yeah we, we we all know i think how hard it is to lose your familiar mm-hmm. so uh we're gonna dedicate this episode to puccini that's um, my boy uh by talking about his favorite movie cujo that is his favorite. No, we're going. We're talking about rock metal still. <laughs> yeah, rock metal horror still. Uh, but Cujo, another episode maybe. Who knows? Yeah, we might do that because we make Cujo jokes all the time. That is true. Uh, anything else been going on? Have you seen anything? Watch anything? Read anything? Oh man, I've just been. You know, we've been setting up the Halloween stuff just to kind of get our minds off everything and. Uh, Paige has been very supportive in the sense she's like, put on whatever VHS you want. Wow. Yeah. And she is desperate to make you feel better. Yeah, sure is. (laughs) I'm like, all right, I guess we're watching Hellhole again. (laughs) She's like, fuck. (laughs) No, not that one. She goes and does a resurrection of Puccini just to get you to stop. Like, Pet cemeteries to fuck up Puccini just to get you to stop watching VHS tapes. Yeah, if she puts on Pet Cemetery, I will cry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we're sorry this episode is is a little late. Well, I mean, we aren't scheduled. This is only the third episode, but you know, we we'll be in back our mind. We're releasing it a little Saturday. a little later because because of that, and because Blaze was dealing with stuff, and I was out of town uh, over the weekend. I was not too far away down Orlando for Halloween Horror Nights, um, which is fun. It's it's another good year. Uh, safety protocols not not up to snuff. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not as much as you would think. So uh, if you're going, make sure you double mask up and you sanitize. And make sure you're vaccinated. Um, but Welcome so, to the U.S. of A, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my right. Um, but make sure, uh, yeah, you do do your part and have fun and be safe. It's a great year. Uh, all ten houses are really good. Uh, but you did watch. We'll talk about this more next episode because I haven't watched yet because it's preparing for this episode, which originally I know last week we said we we're going to have a vampire double feature. But, of course, with everything that happened, we're like, you know, Blaze hasn't seen Near Dark. It's been a long time since he's seen Lost Boys, which, surprise, that was going to be the double feature. Um, so we're going to have to work on this episode to compare two movies. So what should we do instead? We'll have a fucking triple feature. Yep. <laughs> so 
Uh, I haven't had Let's make time. make this easier on ourselves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Between being out of town and um, and watching these, rewatching these movies, which I've seen before, but been a while. Um, I haven't had time to see Malignant, which we'll talk a little bit more mm-hmm. about, I imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I imagine next episode, which we'll record probably in a few days. Um, but you saw it, but you want to give some brief thoughts without spoiling anything or saying too much about it. Um, fun idea. Mm-hmm. Bad execution. That's, that's, well, I'm, he- I'm hearing that that falls apart in the third act. I, I still yeah. don't even understand yeah. the general plot. Um, all I know is it was James Wan saying that he was, this is his take on Giallo. I mean, like, I would agree, like, most of the movie is, you know, pretty good. Like, I wouldn't say not to watch it, but I, I would say, like, have in mind that it's not going to be everything you want it to be. <laughs> you know, I was thinking at uh, work last night, two movies that aren't talked about that James Wan did too much. I think I referenced one of them in our first episode, but Dead Silence... Yeah. Dead Silence I remember being pretty creepy. I remember that being... I remember, I th- I th- but how old were you when you saw it? Oh, like when it came out, like, what, 14? Yeah, same here. So it was I like, don't know if it holds up. I remember, like, the ending being pretty fucking dark. And... Um, I think it... I watched it, like, two years ago. Uh-huh. And it was still pretty decent. Okay. Yeah. So it's decent enough that Trick or Treat Studios still does stuff for it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, the, it has such an iconic look to the dolls and to, yeah, uh, it really does. I don't know. I don't know the puppeteer's name. I don't know that character's name. But um, also, we directed that one Kevin Bacon remake of uh, Death Wish, Death Sentence. Do you remember that movie? Uh, no, I it's actually see pretty good. It's based more on the book than Death Wish was. But uh, starts Kevin Bacon's pretty dark. It was wasn't a bad. Vigilante. I'm sorry. Tale. Did you say Charles Bronson? I wish. Yeah. <laughs> you should have just had Charles Bronson's corpse because he was dead by then. Uh, just put Charles Bronson in everything. Let's use our de aging technology. Just put Charles Bronson in every movie and every role. But um, uh, anything else been going on with you? Or should we just hop into this? I'm trying to think. Uh, no, let's go. Okay. <laughs> So uh, we decided to do this triple feature about rock movies and uh, or metal movies um, because place I'll be fun to talk about. Uh, what was going through your head? You just said that you really haven't seen many people. Really, uh, I've actually been like to cheer myself up. A lot of times, I'll throw on like cheesy hair metal, right? Because uh, for some reason, it kind of brings up my spirits, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Why don't, why don't we talk about... I mean, there's multiple really fun movies in the horror genre that involve straight-up 80s hair metal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's quite a few. I was like, let's, three. let's triple threat that. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're talking about three specific ones, but there's more in the genre. Yeah, well, these are probably the three bigger names, I would say. Definitely two of them. Definitely two of them. Um, a little background for us. All this kind of came out of after 1985. Yeah. After, uh, what happened in 1985, you might ask? It was the uh, formation of the Parents Music Resource Center, which was spearheaded by Tipper Gore. This was the whole thing. If people don't know, in the 80s, was it four wives or five wives of different politicians? Five, I think. Five. Um, D. Snyder destroyed all of them. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, D. Snyder, Frank Zappa, and John Denver were at the hearings. Um, but, uh, they all did this group kind of joined together because it said, oh, no, music is corrupting the youth. 
mainly metal music. Yep. Um, they were attacked, but other artists like Prince was were attacked also. They thought that music that was too graphic or too sexual was corrupting the kids. It's really not the parenting fault or them not being around or whatever. You always had to find a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. So they attacked music at the time, and then religious groups got involved um, because, of course, the church is going to get involved and then turn a whole big stink. And they had hearings. And that group was around until about 1995. And then... Uh, I think I think the best thing that came out of it was the compromise of just making the parental advisory sticker. That seems rational. But uh, that's kind of where these movies came from. This uh, and the wave of that, we started getting metal movies, rock and roll horror films uh, that focused on music corrupting the young. Mm-hmm. And in horror, they kind of ran with it. <laughs> To varying degrees. Two of the movies do a pretty decent job, and one movie is just its own animal altogether. It sure is. So, uh, what do we want to talk about first? Um, should, should I get background on the three movies that we're talking about first? Let, let's do it in... Uh, how, okay, let's figure this. Okay. Between you and me, let's figure out how we would rate them in order. Okay. From best to worst. Or from worst to best. From worst to best? Worst to best. And if you say rock and roll nightmare, I'm going to launch across the (laughs) table at you. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not the best. It's the worst. No. (laughs) Uh, You want me to go first or you want to go first? From worst to best? Yeah. Okay. Out of those three, which all of them are fun. Yes. And and, and the three choices are Black Roses, Rock and Roll Nightmare, and Trick or Treat. Not to be mixed up with the Trick or Treat that everybody knows is a trick or treat. Not Trick R Treat. Yeah, released in 1988, I believe. I should probably check that, but I'm lazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you could check that. I think it was released in 1988. Uh, but you want me to, while you're looking that up, you want me to tell you mine from worst to best? Sure. Uh, mine would be, which also I like all three of these movies, but um, I would say Black Roses... Trick or Treat and Rock and Roll Nightmare, but eighty six, eighty six. Okay, that one came out. That one came out eighty six. All right, uh, Rock and Roll Nightmare is the top, but Trick or Treat is probably the best film out of the three, as far as just being a movie, a competent movie. So you said Black Roses, Rock and Roll Nightmare. No, Black Roses, Trick or Treat, then Rock and Roll Nightmare. Rock and Roll Nightmare is my favorite just because I have the most fun with it, but Trick or Treat is the better movie. Oh, okay. Wow. Actually, okay. Actually, you rated the, that's the exact way I would rate them. Yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, technically, Rock and Roll Nightmare should be just from a movie standpoint or <laughs> a competent film should be the worst one. It's too much fun, man. But it's too much fun. It's too much. Yes. Fun. Um, okay. So you you say you would rate it the same? Yeah. Okay. It, would, it would be Black Roses, Trick or Treat, and then Rock and Roll Nightmare. All right. Um, so should we just say? Let's do it in that order. Uh, you want to talk about each movie, boom, 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 or do you want to just do the intros of each one and then start comparing them, contrasting them, or you want to talk about each one individually? Let's do individually. Okay. So let's start with Black well, Roses. Well, let me put rock. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, let me put Black Roses and Rock and Roll Nightmare together because it had the same director. Did it? Yeah, Joe Fasano. Oh, I had no idea. So both oh. were directed by Joe Fasano. I think that Black Roses came out a year after. Rock and Roll Nightmare. 
um, Joe Fasano wasn't really known much as a director. He's, he's passed away. No, died at a pretty young age of 52, I think, somewhere in there. Um, he was known mainly as a writer, mainly for doctoring scripts. He uh, did rewrites on Tombstone and Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, he was also a well-known Halloween mask maker. Hmm. Like, he made a bunch of Halloween masks that were in stores all across the country. Uh, Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sold by Silver Shamrock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I think that both movies have kind of a Halloween masky kind of feel to some of the monsters. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I love the fact that both of them end with a huge puppet fight. It ends with a human being fighting a giant puppet. Yes, I was actually going to bring that up yeah. eventually, <laughs> but you did. Um, so, first of all, let's talk about Rock and Roll Nightmare since it came out first. Uh, Rock and Roll Nightmare, directed by John, Joe Fasano, written by John Micklethor. Now, who's John Micklethor, people may ask. I don't know who <laughs> wouldn't know who John Micklethor is. Um, some people say Michael Thor. Uh, it's spelled M-I-K-L. I just always assume it's Mickle. Um, John Micklethor was the lead singer of the band Thor. Who is still around. Still around. He's yeah. actually not that old. He's in his late 60s. Um, he was not only the lead singer of Thor, which is, a, it's not an 80s hair metal band. Well, it is a hair metal yeah, band. It's kind of like. But it's not hair metal like Poison. It's like or Saxon like, almost. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a metal band, but he just has big hair. He looks like Thor. He looks like. Yeah, he was. <laughs> He doesn't look like that anymore. <laughs> I think he had 40, uh, he won or was awarded 40 different awards throughout his life for different bodybuilding I had no uh, competitions idea. and stuff. Oh. He was a expert bodybuilder. Still, I mean, he's still alive. I thought you were going to say he won an Oscar. They also, fuck no. <laughs> they, also made a, they also made a documentary about him that I haven't seen. I, I, I don't, know the na- don't know the name of it. Um, but Rock and Roll Nightmare stars John Micklethor. And I don't know if the rest of the people in the movie are other members of the band Thor. I don't think they are. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think, think they so. are. I think there's like one possible other member in there. Right. But uh, the rest of it is actors. Um, John... Especially the band manager. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. So, what's the movie about, Blaze? Because this, this is your Spoilers included? Uh, no, right now just give a general plot. Just give a synopsis. We'll, we'll go. Are we going to be spoiling these movies? I feel like we may be a little bit. Yeah, there we're, might we're be not going to some... try. To, you know, we're not going to spoil everything about every movie. But for right now, we're just going to give you an intro of you know these movies. We go and go back and talk about certain things. But yeah, just give us a, give us a general synopsis about. Excuse me, uh, about what the movie's about. Okay, so rock and roll nightmare. Along comes this very successful hair metal band. Ready to record their new ripping hot album. In a farmhouse in the in middle a, of... <laughs> in a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, because that's where you record... Of Canada? Ripping motherfucker <laughs> albums. <laughs> and turns out, not only is the house haunted, but it's haunted by demons. Oh, no! <laughs> demons that somehow look like little things of Play-Doh. <laughs> Um, so during this sick, awesome recording of some rockin' tunes, uh, we get to see the cast slowly killed off by these miniature little 
uh, demonic Play-Doh balls. It's not just them, though, right? Isn't there other No, things? there's a couple other, but they're, yeah. like, my favorite. Sure. <laughs> um, and, well, do I say the ending, then? No, not yet. We'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll come back to it. But, uh, so it's uh, John Micklethorpe proving his might against these demonic forces while recording this album. Also, he's the only one faithful to his girlfriend. <laughs> he is. Um... Even when she turns into a monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a spoiler for you. Um, uh, he's actually not that bad in the movie. He's no, not, he isn't. I've seen a lot worse from actors doing pseudo-vanity projects. He's actually kind of a likable character, and he's not a huge mega-douche in it, even though he looks kind of like a mega-douche. Yeah, <laughs> and if you think that's a big name, just wait till we talk about Trick or Treat. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, a couple of them. Yeah. Um, okay, so Rock and Roll Nightmare... A year later, Joe Fasano does another movie called Black Roses. And Black Roses is about a band named Black Roses. They're on tour, um, playing small towns with very impressionable... Specifically one small town. Yes, but but it starts first we're in a different town. It's Yeah, it does start that way. Yeah, and then they go to another town to play just at the school auditorium. <laughs> They're yeah, really like it's a cool well, auditorium. They're a huge <laughs> band that people know. And they're just like, we're going to play at this uh, in the school auditorium. Um, Hi, we're Guns N' Roses, and we're going to be playing at Denny's in <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> the fuck's up, Denny's? Um, which actually kind of connects in with uh, Trick or Treat also, something that I think is weird about the movie. Um, but Black Rose is on tour. They're playing this town. It has very impressionable youth. And the kids start becoming possessed I would by say the band so. playing yeah. because the band this is in the opening scene not a spoiler are actually secret monsters they turn to creatures and they play their metal music and everybody in the crowd turns into rubber well, <laughs> rubber creatures demons. or skeletons or anything else they are also demons yes oh they're demons also they're demons okay yes. um they they change them uh and they start rebelling against their parents mainly by murdering them, and Black Rose corrupts the whole town. Sure does. <laughs> that movie was written by, um, I think I wrote down. Did I write down who wrote that one? Uh, Do you need me to fact check? No. I, I remember it was, it's written by a couple of people that didn't really go on to do much afterwards, so that's not the one I was thinking of. Trick or Treat, um, on the other hand, the third movie we're going to be talking about, um, which is probably the best one, uh, directed by Charles Martin Smith. Uh, Charles Martin Smith is actually more known as an actor. He's one of those actors, if you see him, you'll know him. He's just one of those character actors. He was in De Palma's The Untouchables. He was in uh, Carpenter's Starman. He was in... Um, he was in... Uh, uh, what else was he in? He was in Bill Duke's uh, Deep Cover. He's just one of these character actors. If you saw Charles Martin Smith, you'll know who he is. But he took a turn directing this movie, which is kind of weird because he's kind of a dweeby-looking guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, uh, It's about a young high school student named Eddie Weinbauer. I will say he is the only one that actually looks like he's in high school. Yes. Yes, everybody else looks way older. Yep. Not as bad as Black Roses. No. (laughs) But, uh, but, uh... Eddie Weinbauer, I think, which I guess Eddie may be a reference to Eddie from Iron Maiden. Ah, uh, Scott Iron Maiden. 
Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, he idolizes a rock star named Sammy Kerr, who's a controversial... Is it Sammy Kerr or mm-hmm. Sammy Curry? Sammy Kerr. Oh. C-U-R-R. I guess I was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he used to go to the school, and uh, then he went on to become big rock star, um, very much in the vein of Ozzy Osbourne or... Um, Alice Cooper. Or Alice Cooper. He's a controversial movie uh, movie figure. Controversial music figure that um, he plays metal and he drinks the blood of snakes on stage. And he actually, there's a scene where they're showing on TV him talking at a, at a hearing, a hearing about music censorship, um, kind of like Dee Snyder did, um, who passes away. Eddie, Eddie is, is picked on in school. He's a rock and roll nerd. Um, all the jocks and cheerleaders pick on him. I will say he that bully in there that is one of the best bullies yeah, in sure. a movie I yeah. think I've seen like you really hate him you sure do you really hate him yeah um, and I appreciate that yeah you sure do <laughs> um, but he gets Eddie gets bullied all the time then uh, he finds out that Sammy Kerr died in a fire strange hotel fire mm-hmm. um, local DJ named nuke played by gene simmons who's friends with eddie if you don't know who gene simmons gene is. simmons a kiss kiss <laughs> kiss um yes gene simmons in a small role um he went to school with sammy curry said hey he was troubled back then and he's like well no he's great he's the best he's like all right well here i'll give you this gift i know how much you love him here's the last recording he had this was the unreleased album you can have the vinyl I taped it on tape. I'm going to play here Halloween night. You can have the actual copy, though. Best but, Boss Award. <laughs> yes, but things, weird things start happening whenever Eddie starts playing the vinyl. He falls asleep, and the vinyl starts playing background, backwards. He starts hearing back mass messages, but maybe the vinyl's talking to him, and maybe it's Sammy Kerr from Beyond the Grave. Maybe. It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what Trick or Treat's about. Um, all three are pretty good and we're going to be comparing all three of them. They are definitely, um, (laughs) they are definitely varying levels of quality, (laughs) especially certain aspects compared to other aspects. But man, they're all a rockin' good time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they are. Um, okay. So what do you want to talk about first? We want to split open first. Let's do Black Roses. We'll go in the order we were introduced in. We do Rock and Roll Nightmare first, but we never can do, mind. We can do Black Roses first. Did we do Rock and Roll Nightmare first? Yeah, yeah, we did because okay. it came out prior to Black okay, Roses. Okay, let's do that then. Okay, so what do you want? <laughs> what about Rock and Roll Nightmare? Do you love so much, please? Because you, oh. may, I mean, me and you both adore this film. I showed it to you for the first time. Oh yeah, um, it was years our, ago now. A couple of years ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, on one of our just daytime smoking hookah watching some movies yeah days and some of my favorite days yeah and we watched this and you instantly fell in love with it yep sure did um you were chubbed up the whole time <laughs> thank you god also <laughs> i was really trying <laughs> um yeah no there's just it is like the delight of the 80s movie like uh-huh. it has the directing competence <laughs> 
of uh, a small budget film in the 80s, which makes it so much fun. The out, the soundtrack, mainly done by the band Thor, yes, is amazing. It's pretty um, good. It is uh, really fun. And uh, the title song of that movie, I believe, would be called uh, the We Accept the Challenge. Yeah, uh, The Challenge. And uh, if if you can go on YouTube, look up Thor and look up, we accept the challenge and you're going to thank you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just the idea of a haunted recording studio farmhouse, mm-hmm. which it turns out to be haunted by demons is just such a fun concept to play with. Sure. Um, it is the blend of music and the bad acting and the, weird puppetry and claymation mixed together just make this like giant mess of a fun movie <laughs> yeah right yeah so it, there, there is some really bad acting in it mainly from their uh manager oh yeah character. he's the worst and there's one part near the beginning where there's a guy what does that guy even do he's just there at the house is he do you drive him up there but he just starts talking to them He's just talking to the manager. He just goes on this like really long spill. Oh yeah, which felt ad libbed, and the manager's getting sort of annoyed, like he's trying to walk away, and the dude just like draining him of his energy. Yeah, basically. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like what? What is this? What was the point of yeah. that scene? Um, the movie's kind. I the movie is not super slow. It's a little slow because not a lot's happening, but there's so much to make fun of. It is the perfect. House of Friends together and House and Drinks. Actually, two of these are really good at that. Yeah, for actually, sure. Actually, both Joe Fasano films, Rock and Roll Nightmare and, and Black Roses are both. Have a couple of drinks to watch both those movies. Double feature them. Um, Absolutely. They're not that long. Yeah, they aren't. Uh, I think one is, I know that Black Rose is like 86 minutes, I think. Yeah. Like that. Um, and Rock and Roll Nightmare is probably about the same. You'll have a great day if you do that. But they're basically just dicking around the farmhouse the whole time. This farmhouse is out in the wilderness of Canada. And um, it's just them hanging out and recording music and weird stuff happens every so often. But the real payoff to Rock and Roll Nightmare is the ending. And if you don't want us to talk or hear us talk about the ending, you may want to fast forward a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, But you may just hear us talk about right now and just want to go watch it. (laughs) That's true. You should. Rock and Roll Nightmare builds up. John Micklethor's is his name just John Micklethor in the movie also, or does he have an actual name in the no, movie? No, I believe he has a name in the movie. Yeah. Does, he, does he have an actual name? <laughs> does he have a? Uh, does he have a real name? Yeah. Does he have a name? In Greg the, Stevenson. He has a character's name. Asks Blaze Bazaar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the his band members and their girlfriends, the manager, they're all getting picked off in different ways, either by the clay monsters, or uh, Play-Doh monsters. Look, they're made of fucking Play-Doh. Like Blaze was talking about. Or is it one possessed by something earlier in the movie and attacks I believe, somebody, like I be, bites, yeah. bites a hole in their neck? Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's true. I, I believe it's one of the girls gets possessed. Right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I, I recently watched Trick or Treat and Black Roses, so it's been a minute since I watched <laughs> I looked Rock and up Roll his Nightmare. name in the Rock and Roll Nightmare. <laughs> what? So his name... And Ro- John Micklethor's character's name in Rock and Roll Nightmare is John Triton. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I knew it was something silly. That's very silly. 
Um, uh, so it's just building up, building up until John Triton <laughs> is the last character alive, and he's just down in the basement. Is he in a basement or is he in where they're recording? He's just writing. It's a basement. Yeah, he's just writing. Yep, and uh, he is uh, confronted. Yes. By the demon. He's confronted by a demon. That, I believe it's. Is, don't they say it's Beelzebub? Yes. Yeah, it's Beelzebub. Well, he also just calls him Bub a lot. Yeah, that's true. So John Triton is <laughs> just downstairs writing. His girlfriend. Does his girlfriend turn into that demon? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, so he's lost his girlfriend. He doesn't seem too torn up. He's just writing, and this demon confronts him. Demon has no articulation in the face, <laughs> no articulation in the body. <laughs> um, this demon is very similar to a giant puppet. It looks like a big fucking broom <laughs> with a head and some broomy ass arms on it. Um, he's like, "Oh, you're the last one alive. Now, Ugh. now I'm going to, now I'm going to burp in your face. Now, now I'm going to." <laughs> Now I'm uh, now I'm going to take your soul or whatever, but plot twist. Dun, 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 dun. John Triton is actually the archangel Michael. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And he's planned this all along. All his friends, not and real their girlfriends, all all figments. He <laughs> just did it to lure him out. He made them so the so the demon would be tricked by them and consume them. But for some reason, the demon didn't realize that none of them were real. They were all illusions. And then from there. After him calling that demon, Bub, for multiple times, because he's Canadian. Yep. As <laughs> one does, they say, Bub, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're a Canuck. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of. <laughs> they go, kind of. They go into a fierce battle. Oh, yeah. It the, looks like a man fighting a Rock'em Sock'em robe. <laughs> if you want to see overacting in a good way. In reaction shot wise, look no further. Absolutely. Oh my God! When he changes in the outfit and he goes from like wearing the button-up shirt and jeans, and yeah. then all of a sudden he looks like a member of Manowar. He <laughs> like, goes. He goes from the button-up flannel straight to, to Manowar. A complete leather get-up. <laughs> yes, total Manowar, leather get-up, muscles bulging, nothing covering them. Yeah, hope, hopefully less child pants. porn than Man of War yes. in real life. And uh, they get into a fight. It's basically just John Michael Thor throwing this puppet around and picking yep. it up and then pretending like it's attacking him, but you clearly see that he's moving its arms towards itself. Like Quit it's attacking yourself. Him. Quit hitting yourself. Yes. It is amazing that payoff that last the last 10 minutes of that movie and that is where the title song is played my friends yes the challenge is played during that part it's amazing yeah uh, it's one of the best movie fight scenes rock and roll nightmare is definitely the cheapest mm-hmm. it's the cheapest film on this list it is probably the poorest made but it's more than likely just because of the ending the most entertaining oh yeah um but it's hard to really talk too much about it because not a lot fucking happens. That's why we're kind of grasping at straws talking about the rest of the movie. Because it, it it's all pretty spaced out. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. well paced, I'd say. It's just decently paced. We showed it to your brother uh, whenever he's down. He didn't uh, hate that one as much as Troll 2. <laughs> no, he, he did not watch Troll 2. He was no. not having it. Not um, into it. 
But a year after that, Joe Fasano directs Black Roses, which is him doing kind of way to Rock and Roll Nightmare with a bigger budget. Yeah. <laughs> he has a bigger budget. Um, Troma did the re-release of the film, I believe. Yeah, they did. Um, it's Kaufman Presents at the end. Yeah. Or the beginning. The beginning, so. yeah. But I don't think they produced the the the, uh, the original. movie when it originally came no, out. No, I don't think so. I don't remember it being a trauma film until um, recently. Yeah. Well, I say recently, but... <laughs> so, um, Black Roses doesn't know how to um, cast teens. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they sure don't. There is a character in Black Roses named Johnny. He is an adult. <laughs> Johnny is basically Steve Buscemi in that episode of 30 Rock. <laughs> I was thinking, he looks more like Will Forte. <laughs> he does kind of look like Will yeah. Forte. Um, he he looks like he's basically Super Semi in that that one segment that gets um, memed all the time from Thirty Rock, where Super Semi walks up to high school kids hey, dressed like yes, yeah, dressed like a high schooler. That's Johnny. Johnny isn't our main character though. Our main character is actually their teacher. Um. I, I Matthew Matthew Morehouse, I think his name is. Yeah, some Tom Atkins uh, wannabe. No, low rent Tom Selleck. Yeah, <laughs> that it's it's whenever you order Tom Selleck on Wish. Yeah, you get you get <laughs> this guy. And he's not bad in the movie. He's fine, but um, he's concerned teacher man. He's he's the artsy English teacher, overly concerned for a young student of his. <laughs> yes, um, is it a sexual attraction? Later on in the movie, you find out no. Because he doesn't think it's okay. But yeah, she's he doesn't very attracted think it's to okay, which is good. Yes. But at the same time, it's like, man, like, you are too close to this person. Yes. Um, but he's like the cool English teacher. He's teaching them, you know, this hip literature or trying to make it hip. He makes them all put their tables in a circle around the room. Like, even Slaps though, his thighs a lot. Yeah. So. It's his, yes. <laughs> uh, but his his class looks more like a PTA meeting, <laughs> AA meeting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially with Johnny. Um, so Black Roses comes to town, uh, and the parents are pretty concerned. They think that the music is corrupting, going to corrupt the youth because of their scary logo, which is a spooky skeleton with oh, googly eyes. Scary old skull boy. <laughs> It looks like a cartoon. It looks like a, 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 a Scooby-Doo villain. <laughs> it looks like one of those things that would be dancing in an old black and white cartoon. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, it's the movie theater's Halloween. Let's all go to the lobby. Yes. Ooh. It doesn't look evil at all. But um, the lead singer, whose name, of course, is Damien. He's a charmer. He knows how to charm the... Adults. Yeah, he acts like the nice guy, like, oh, well, gee whiz. And whenever they first get and do their first night at the show, their first uh, night of the residency. They wait till all the parents leave to get rocking. They don't only wait till the parents. Okay, here's the thing. (laughs) They play a song because the parents want to make sure that this isn't too bad or too corrupting to the youth of the town or whatever. Mm. They want to make sure that they aren't going to damage the minds of these 40-year-old high schoolers. <laughs> uh, they play a ballad. They play a ballad about, oh, I can't, I, I miss home. It's paradise, blah, blah, blah. And they're dressed in uh, 
ties and and nice suits. A duster. Duster. Yeah, he has a duster on. Yeah. Do they all have dusters on? It's fucking weird. I think it's just him wearing a duster. And he had the ballad. And the ballad is uh the the parents literally just sit there for I don't know, a minute. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, it's not too bad. Bye. <laughs> and before they're even out of the fucking building, <laughs> they immediately switch songs. In leather get-ups, back to the man of war. <laughs> Everything goes black. Lights come back on. They're in the man of war. If you guys don't know who we met, we mentioned man of war a couple times. Man of war was a metal band, mm-hmm. uh, a power power metal band from the '80s. Look them up uh, if you don't understand what we mean by man of war get-up. They wear these like leathery, like jock straps. Yes, jock straps. A lot of muscle and meat showing, <laughs> and um, th- black roses. Lights come back on. They're in these type of get-ups. And they go into the song that's going to corrupt the youth. And it's a song about just rock and rolling all night. <laughs> yep. That'll corrupt It's you. not even like, okay, if, if, if the bands... Uh, my biggest problem is if the bands in these movies were like King Diamond or Merciful Fate, you know. Or, Maybe. Or a black metal band or like Venom or something like that. Something that's actually... Well, that would have been in such an early stage at the point of this movie. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, Merciful Fate wouldn't have been. Or, you well, know, yeah, like, Merciful like, Fate like would have been Like an actual like, metal or darker metal band. Something with lyrics that are clearly very satanic or very evil. That did or not talk happen. about like witchcraft <laughs> or something. But literally the music that they're concerned about. You're just talking about like rock and rolling <laughs> and partying it up. Well, the soundtrack <laughs> is Lizzie Borden. Yes. And King Cobra. King Cobra. Um, um, and I know uh, the, some, of the, some of the songs were original, and they were members of King Co- the singer of King Cobra, mm-hmm. uh, and the like a, the guitarist and the bassist, and then the dr- some other drummer. Um, well, actually, uh, the person put everything together and put together the band of Black Roses to record, because they have black roses songs on the soundtrack right they made a fake band of members from lizzie borden and king cobra but it was put together by um uh carmine apiece who's oh, a drummer really? for ozzy osbourne roster he, he plays the drummer of black roses in the movie that's carmine apiece i had no idea um yeah so he um uh he put together the music for it, um, put together the band of Black Roses. And yes, like you said, uh, David Michael Phillips of Lizzie Borden and King Cobra helped with a bunch of those songs. Um, they use those songs throughout the movie. So I'm just going to assume that um, uh, we're trying to compare what the main song would be for each movie. So if it was... The challenge in Rock and Roll Nightmare. For this one, it would be Me Against the World. That's the yeah. um, song they open with. Which is actually a pretty catchy tune. Very catchy song. Uh, Me Against the World by Lizzie Borden. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Good uh, stuff, Lizzie Borden. Yeah, it opens up with them looking like, uh, I don't know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle villains or some shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, playing at a like, venue. no, they fell in the ooze. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they're playing that song. It's pretty good. Actually, all the music in the movie, I kind of like. Yeah, no, I think all the songs are good. I like I like the music uh, in the movie. Um, but uh, as the movie goes on, during the residency, they're there for like two or three days, something like that. Yeah. Uh, the kids are acting weirder and weirder. Um, they all start wearing 
rock and roll tees. They're wearing their metal tees and leather and and cut off denim vests. (laughs) And they're giving weird pointy fingers at people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they're giving their parents a lot of grief. Yeah. They're They're, really stressing. Getting earrings. Yeah. Boys with earrings? Yeah. No, not not on my watch. (laughs) Not us. Guys with earrings. (laughs) And, and, And weird things are happening. It's not only the kids are becoming possessed. At varying levels. The um, record player eating a dad. Yeah, there's a record player. It's not the record player. Well, it's, it's the speaker. speaker that the record player is playing through that a creature comes out of and pulls the dad. Uh, played by uh, Salvatore Pastor. Uh, is that his name? Oh, he played the speaker? No, he plays He plays <laughs> the dad. Uh, he played Big Pussy in uh, Sopranos. Oh. Uh, that was an early role for him. Uh, he's, he's the generic Italian kids. <laughs> Dad, yeah, he says a, his name is Tony, and he says a very uh, offensive joke. He says a few offensive things, yeah. <laughs> and then he gets eight. I don't speaker. see a pirate ship in the driveway. I was like, ooh, ooh. boy. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, it, it it ranges from either a creature coming out that looks like a complete rubber piece of shit, yep, <laughs> or somebody with prosthetics on, or some type of clearly rubber puppet. <laughs> I don't know what the hell he is. Um, like he, I think it's a person in a suit. Oh, at the end? Yeah. Oh no, that's one the suit. I meant, I meant, uh, like the, the there's a part where people are getting changed in the crowd. Black Rose is playing, and then they're hitting them with like a flash of light, and then they turn into like a rubber skeleton. Kind oh, of monster, yeah, but it's yeah, clearly yeah. nobody's in there. It looks just like a rubber puppet. <laughs> They're just kind of moving around. Um, so the teacher, our teacher main character, is becoming more and more concerned as it goes along. Um, the parents are starting to get killed by their kids or attacked by their kids. Multiple parents die. Yeah, badly. Uh, huh? Yeah, not not especially not, Tony. Yeah, Tony's mom. Yeah, Tony runs over his mom, kind of. He backs up over her, but she just goes flying like fifty yards and dies. He doesn't yeah, like. He backed run her up over. out of the driveway. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know how you back out of your driveway that fast. But. Yeah, he was going a whole uh, ten miles an hour. She had more than enough time to just kind of walk out of the way. But Tony wasn't having it. It was a very much uh, Michael McDonald Austin Powers <laughs> moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just move. Just move. Um, uh, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, who is a 40-year-old actor that's trying his hardest to act like a teen. He is really trying. Um, he shoots his dad. That poor old man. Um, there's one girl's dad that's ge- that gets killed by her friend. Seducing him into a heart attack. Because they're playing strip poker, which the daughter stays strip, around for. Strip gin. A strip gin, that's right. It strip is gin. Strip gin. Which they're, uh, the, the daughter co- uh, just gets him to... <laughs> She tricks him into doing. She's like actually standing there for a little bit, and then uh, she leaves, and then she lets her friend kill him with a heart attack uh, because she's naked and his heart can't take it. He just can't handle extremely underage girls he being on him, it. which is, is a good thing. Which is a good thing. Actually, <laughs> it's a good thing. You, you shouldn't. Best. I mean, you know, hopefully you'd realize that before you die. They may but, all look like they're well over their 30s, yeah. but they are supposed to be. 16, 17 years old. Right. Um, and uh, that, that's kind of how the movie goes for a while until Black Rose's 
I guess it's their final night whenever they're doing their satanic rituals and everybody's under their spell. Yeah. Except for our Tom Selleck character who buys a whole bunch of gas and just stands at the side of the stage where you can clearly see him. Slowly he has, a, he has pouring an orange the gas. vest on. He has an orange, like Marty McFly vest on. He, he just stands out in this hunting vest. And he's just slowly dumping gas. He on looks the stage. like he's struggling. He's like, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. and nobody notices. Uh, oh, let me minute. rewind before I talk about this. Um, the girl that's attracted to him in his class does attack him. Yes. Um, she comes to his house. She's fully possessed now. Actually, technically, I don't even know if it's her. I don't think it was. I think it was because he ends up killing it. Yes, but she's alive in the next scene. Yes. So, um, she you know, there, I didn't even put that together. She comes there and starts <laughs> making out with him right after, he, right when he opens the door. He's like, no, this is wrong. You're one of my students. And then uh, she turns into a big, stupid-looking monster. <laughs> big old long neck. Yeah, long neck, bald, big fucking googly eyes and, and fangs. And he beats her the fuck up with a tennis racket. <laughs> he kills her. He <laughs> kills her. But he stabs her through. Uh, but he just wallops with this tennis racket. And also... Uh, what made Johnny kill his dad earlier by shooting him is he got fucked by one of those monsters that are <laughs> disguised as a hot girl. Yeah. And, and that pushes him over the edge where he goes there and shoots his dad a whole bunch of times because... I love you, dad. Because music. <laughs> music is corrupting our youth. Yeah, um, that movie really was like, hey, you know what's cool? Rock and roll. You know what's else is cool? They're right. It is corrupting people. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Um, but yes... Uh, it finally all leads to the uh, end show night. Tom Selleck is lying the stage on fire. Damien turns into a big, weird monster. This I, one's a man in a suit. It looks like a baby orc. It's a giant baby orc. He's got really <laughs> long arms, and he's he has no clothes on. He's completely naked. Tusks. And he does, but he doesn't have a donger, even though... Nope, no donger. Even though Wish Tom Selleck kicks him in the, where his cock should be. And it hurts, and it hurts him, him horribly. Yeah. And you see all the rubber fold. <laughs> <laughs> you actually hit him in the ball. Yeah. Like, whenever he, tur- whenever he turns over, you see all the stomach rubber, like, fold up. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's just making a noise. He's making these weird noises, like, ooh, <laughs> the whole time. And uh, I, I don't know if the band keeps on playing because he gets lit on fire. Yep, and it breaks the spell, so everybody's running out of the auditorium. Realizing what they've done. But the band keeps on playing, done. and he's standing there, like, swinging his arms, making this noise. Was he singing the song, or was he burning alive and screaming? Uh, he was burning alive and screaming. Oh, because it looks like he's dancing and singing. Well, that's what happens when you're a baby orc. <laughs> that's what happens. Um, Black Roses isn't bad. Uh, people usually talk about it as the best... Uh, the hell was that what was that i don't know okay uh still recording right yeah okay we're good we're good uh that uh black roses is usually what's talked about as kind of the cream the crop of um horror rock rock and roll horror uh you can still watch on shutter yeah it's still on there it's on there um rock and roll nightmare uh not on shutter i have the synapse dvd i don't know if you can watch that one on youtube i know you can, you, can, you can rent on it can you do you have to rent on amazon you, you have to rent it okay for three bucks but seven seven bucks no i'm kidding oh, i'll say <laughs> not worth that i mean no, no, it is worth it. i bought <laughs> a vhs of it yeah. for 70 yeah. so <laughs> anyways yeah <laughs> uh 
So suck it up and pay seven dollars. Yes, or just buy the Synapse DVD. It's a pretty good release. Yeah, um, they haven't put on Blu-ray yet. I don't think. But uh, our our third part of this triple feature is Trick or Treat. Like I mentioned before, directed by Charles Martin Smith. Um, Trick or Treat, probably, not probably is it. it, it it's actually. Quality wise, yeah. Quality, yes, but relevant for the social issues talking about. Like it's very much about music censorship. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and the PMRC, uh, and the hearings and all that, and about satanic panic, and music corrupting youth. It it conveys that message a lot better than most movies. Um, How do you? What do you think of Sammy Kerr? As our villain, because like we mentioned, he's he's speaking from beyond the grave through his last record, which um, is he, there's only one copy of. He was supposed to well, actually, well, there's multiple copies. Well, he as makes the movie a tape. goes along. There's yeah. a couple tapes get made. Right. Gene Simmons has a tape of it. Nuke has a tape of it, rather. Um, and Billy makes a couple tapes as ways to attack people, which we'll get to in a second. But, oh yeah, you're uh, right. Um, um, Sammy Kerr was supposed to play back at his high school, that same high school where Eddie goes to school, um, for kind of a um, return a return show on Halloween night, and the school board didn't want to play, the town didn't want to play because of what a controversial figure he is. Uh, so whenever he dies in this hotel fire, which you soon realize was because he was doing an occult seance of some sort of cult uh i don't know what was he doing he was doing some type of ritual yeah something they like don't that. really say what it is you just see him in the middle of a pentagram or or something doing a ritual and all his band members are on fire um his last request was to play his record his new record on halloween night at midnight at midnight which wouldn't be halloween night <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that would be November, November 1st. 1st. <laughs> um, He's like, I really want to get ready for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Pilgrims are right. <laughs> um, this next rock tune is called Stuff Turkey. <laughs> this next rock t- this next rock tune is called Take the Blanket. I promise it's safe. <laughs> um, su- it's super fucking metal. Uh, so Gene Simmons is going to play it on- through the radio station at... 12 o'clock midnight, November 1st. <laughs> Not Halloween at all. Um, like, if it was Devil's Night, it would make sense. If it was, oh, we're going to play it 12 midnight, Devil's Night, you know, the first minute of Halloween. We're going to play it then. Right. Makes sense. It's November fucking 1st. <laughs> uh, so I guess that Sammy Kerr, through his occult ritual, tied his soul to his record. So when you play it backwards, which ties into, I mean, back messaging, secret, secret messages. It was a big thing with Led Zeppelin, even the Beatles having yeah. hidden messages, and people thought it was a whole satanic thing. Um, so it kind of plays with, has fun with a few different kinds of controversial music tropes. For sure. And funny enough, even Ozzy Osbourne is in this movie, not just Gene Simmons. Ozzy Osbourne as is a small, reverend. As a reverend. <laughs> Um, as a as a Bible bashing reverend, that's like, oh, music, music is bad. Now, <laughs> some I will say is that I was kind of impressed by both their parts. Like they both did okay. Gene Simmons is good. I like Gene Simmons for the small part he's in. It's yeah. very clear they couldn't get him for any longer than one day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, same thing with Ozzy. Uh, 
But I've seen Gene Simmons in varying, varying levels of quality as far as the actor goes. Yeah, Kiss uh, at the Haunted Theme Park. <laughs> you like that movie. Oh, yeah. Well, I can, what, is it Haunted Theme Park? What is it called? Phantom of the, uh, Phantom Phantom of the, the Park. Phantom of the Park, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he is. Oof. Those Kiss movies. <laughs> the Kiss movies they put out, not great. Um, but he's actually pretty good in this. Uh, um, and so is Ozzy. Ozzy's there a lot shorter than... He, actually, Gene Simmons is uh, kind of crucial to the whole plot. Uh, actually, is crucial to the whole po- plot. But uh, Sammy Kerr, of course, comes back eventually. Um, when you play the record backwards, um, he's giving messages to Eddie. And Eddie's using those messages to attack the bullies mm-hmm. like something weird or supernatural will happen to the bullies wherever the uh, record tells them to go to someplace specifically so he gives all tapes he, he tapes the record playing backwards and tries to use it as a trap to attack the bullies with and violent things happen to either the bully or people around the bullies yeah he almost uses a machine to th- stab a guy through the head yeah the main one the main bully um, but eventually Sammy Kerr just comes out of the stereo <laughs> yep it just starts fucking shit up so eventually um eventually for some reason he decides like oh i'm just going to uh it's actually pretty cool when he first appears you see him coming through the uh the cloth cover of the speaker box um you see like, oh yeah he's like pushing out and stuff. pushing out and then he just appears and it, it looks pretty cool actually some of the stuff is creepy whenever he's in this dark room listening to the record playing backwards it's kind yeah. of yeah kind of a creepy kind of feel it's pretty well done but then sammy kerr shows up and how do you feel once sammy kerr shows up in actual physical form his his face is all burn up half of it's burn up uh so man of war <laughs> he well he doesn't look as man no of war, he's not as man of war no, he, but, just, he doesn't uh, even wear a shirt he just wears leather pants. yeah but he's all burnt up and yeah you know he's he's not scary looking no. at, at all but um He's a he's an interesting villain. Like he can control electronics and cars and stuff like that somehow. Yeah, textual electricity. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he gives him uh, a few good scares, like in the car and stuff like that. And yeah, vehicular stuff always kind of freaks me out because it's so uh, like one of my fears. So. There's there's a couple of times where Eddie turns on a car, and then he's surprised whenever the car instantly gets possessed and drives off. It happens like two times. It's like, Eddie, what what the fuck? Yeah. What why would you think he wouldn't immediately hop into the radio with this car? Um here's the thing about Sammy Kerr. Sammy Kerr is just a lecturer from Spider Man. Yeah. It's just he's, He is played by Jamie Foxx. <laughs> shit. Um He's basically just Electro, the Spider Man villain. He can attack through electronics, he can teleport through electronic devices and not just music players through just household appliances uh he is very easily defeated <laughs> they find a weakness that is so dumb turn uh, the power off <laughs> not turn the power off well. throw water on him oh yeah that's right He's, there's a part of the movie where sammy kerr's hand gets stuck in a fucking toilet yeah for, yeah and he and is he, like and in he gets pain fucked up from it he gets fucked up from his hand being stuck in this toilet have you ever gotten your hand stuck in a toilet it's a nightmare uh yeah i've, I've tried to uh, it is a rock and roll nightmare well i, I try to reach in the toilet 
whenever I accidentally flush because I'm like, wait, nobody's ever going to believe how big that poop was. I have to show. I have to stop it. But my hand just ends up getting stuck and the poop goes down the fucking toilet anyways. Yeah. And I just stand there looking like a fucking idiot. I mean, <laughs> it was a completely rational thought what if, I had. If I had a dollar. Yeah, exactly. I have, I don't know, like $3. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, his hand gets stuck in the toilet and he's getting pretty fucked up from it. And that's also, spoiler alert, how he gets defeated. They just gets thrown into a fucking <laughs> river. And that seems to be pretty effective. Um, there's a part whenever he shows up at the high school at the high school dance, uh, the fall dance where he's supposed to play. Um, he comes out the speaker and he's playing, and this comes to the main song of uh, Trick or Treat. Uh, the whole soundtrack of Trick or Treat was done by the band Fastlane. Um, no, sorry, Fastway, not Fastlane. Uh, Fastlane's a better name. (laughs) Fastway. Um, And the main song is the title song. It's called Trick or Treat. It's a great song, though. It's an okay song. It's not as good as... It's definitely not as good as The Challenge. Nah. None of them It's not as good as as most of the songs, I think, from Black Roses. Yeah, those two definitely have it on soundtrack. Um, But it's a decent song. The Fastway album is okay. It's very much of its time. But it's another problem where... Where you have this controversial music figure that people are like, oh, he's drinking blood from snakes and and he's so controversial and dark and oh my god, like we can't have our kids listen to this. It's so evil. And all the songs are about partying and driving around. Yeah. <laughs> I like to drive my car down the road and get a milkshake. I like to make love to a girl. <laughs> Sometimes I would like to hold your hand (laughs) if you give me permission. If the songs were more occult or were more horror-themed. Well, there is... One of them has an occult song in it. And I think it it is Black Roses where they have a song about the gates of hell or something like that. Well, they're reading the lyrics to a song at a a meeting, at at an actual PTA meeting. (laughs) Not a a classroom. Yeah. (laughs) The actual PTA meeting. In uh, one scene where they're like, we need to do something about this band coming here. Listen to these lyrics. And those were kind of evil, but all the songs they fucking play aren't th- isn't that. Except for one that's called Soldiers of the Night. But I think that song is about partying all night also. Yeah, it probably <laughs> um, is. So, uh, with Trick or Treat, Sammy shows up. He plays a song about wanting to have sex and rock and roll. <laughs> And everybody's like, "This is awesome!" And all the all the parents are like, "Man, help you know, me, help me!" And it, there's even a line where it's like, "Wow, he's better than the real Sammy!" And uh, he's shredding a tar and just lightning and everything. Yeah, I laughed sudden, at that joke for about thirty-eight minutes. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh yeah, that was great. Pause the movie just to laugh. <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 and he just starts shooting. Um, he starts shooting lightning bolts out of his guitar and starts just evaporating, yeah, just killing people, disintegrating people. And it takes like five people getting disintegrated until everybody's like, "Holy shit!" and start running off. Um, that song is on the bottom of my list, though, of, of, the, of uh, the three movies. songs. Yeah. Yes, uh, that scene is pretty good. Uh, it just ends abruptly. And it just disappears. Yeah, that's pretty much. And then goes to another scene. Um, Trick or Treat is way more effective 
not only with its message of what it's trying to say, but also just as a movie, it's actually a pretty well-made film. I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it, it holds a 75%. Yeah, if you want a good Halloween movie this year. It's actually year, a pretty good Halloween movie because it is set on over a few days before Halloween and Halloween night. Yeah. Um, actually, there's a bad edit in it. Um, actually, editing is a is kind of a problem in the movie. I feel that it slows down a bit near the, near the middle. And there's some scenes I feel can be shortened up. But... Whatever he attacks, the high school on Halloween night, uh, and the cops are wrapping everything up afterwards. Um, they're telling him, "Oh, it was Sammy Kerr, it was Sammy Kerr," and the cop is like, "Sammy Kerr, he died yes last night." It's been clearly four, five fucking days. This movie's oh been yeah, going no, on. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is a big issue. Um. But yeah, Chick Chick or Treat, I don't really want to spoil too much of it. It's not as goofy or stupid as the last two, but it's also not as fun. But it's not a bad film, especially with Halloween coming up. Put on Trick or Treat. Uh, it's a pretty good watch. Just get you in the mood, get you in the spirit, get you in that spooky mood. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that sensual spookiness. Yeah, very sensual spookiness here on Bladed Apples. Um it's not bad, and and it's uh, I'm pretty sure it's public domain because you can't find it even on Amazon, but it is free on YouTube. Just put Trick or Treat, 1986, and they'll come up the whole movie. Yeah, free movie. A uh, free free film. Um, the only one of them uh, that is technically free to watch. <laughs> yeah, technically. Uh, well, unless you have Shutter. Well, that you're you paying for Shutter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but if you have YouTube, you're paying for electricity. So and electricity. Is a Sammy Kerr attacks through. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, those are three movies. Uh, what What do you think? Anything you want to add, or what I will say is that uh, I have watched all these movies before, and then I watched all three of them within two days to refresh for this. And I had just as good of a time watching them. Sure. Yeah, the like, triple feature. They are too much fun. I really think, you know, if... And obviously, don't go in it with the idea that anything is going to scare you. Right. Exactly. Uh, but it is just so fucking fun to watch these movies. Yes. Yeah. They're all... And, um, you know, definitely, especially with friends. Yeah, for sure. So... Yeah, have sets and drinks and watch movies. Watch them in the order of... Um... Probably watch them in quality order. I'd say get things started off right and watch Rock and Roll Nightmare. Yep. That's the way to set the tone for the rest of the night. Trick or treat. Because then it's kind of like quality is improving in that order. Quality is improving in it. But Um, is the fun going down? No, you're fun. (laughs) We're just getting super drunk and watching this movie. This first one, we're having a good time. And then as things are winding down, the movie's getting better made. And yeah, there's still some, there's a lot of silly shit in Trick or Treat. Even if you're not paying attention, you're going to have some good background music. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Uh, Also, the uh, two writers, there's two uncredited writers. um, Uh, let me look this up real quick because I want to make sure I say it. But uh, you will like it because they were both uh, their their writing team that wrote a bunch of episodes of the X Files. Oh, I love the X Files. And uh, um, I think Trick or Treat had four four writers, five writers on that movie. Uh, 
So a, a lot a lot of ideas were getting kicked around. Probably why I mean usually having a lot of writers is a bad thing, but it definitely feels like an amalgamation of a lot of ideas that thankfully didn't turn out too bad. But um, Glenn Morgan and James Wong were the two uncredited writers. Um, and also one of the writers of Joel Sosin, who wrote, uh, and I don't think he directed it, but he wrote Dracula 2000. <laughs> and he also uh, was a second unit director on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and was the producer of Bocus. James Wan was a part of Dracula 2000. No. Joel, oh. Joel, Joel Sosen. Oh, that's what I thought you were saying. Or Soisen. Um, you get that sweet no, James, Slayer James, tune. James Wong and Glenn Morgan, they uh, they wrote a bunch of episodes for X-Files. Right. But he also directed Final Destination. Oh, okay. And Dragon Ball Evolution. Ooh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yes, watch those movies. Check them out. Uh, email us or message us if with what you think but we're gonna cut right there to go to another curation a blazes cabinet a video game curiosities so what do you have for us uh this week well today uh we have a game called from the darkness okay um brief synopsis what's it on uh, PC. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is this another Steam? Yeah, okay. another Steam one. Uh, it's not solely on Steam, though. You can get it in other places on PC. Okay, cool. But uh, it is by a developer called N4BA. A lot of the ones I do are um, independent companies and groups and stuff like that, just because for some reason they're really taking that market and running with it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it is a game about a young man who... Uh, gets a noti- notice that his uh, grandfather has passed, and his grandfather owns this Soviet apartment complex that has been pretty much shut down for the most part. He goes in to start collecting some stuff, and the main thing he's trying to find is a family photo album. And he the graphics are fantastic mm-hmm. for just a, a small group of people working on this game. And uh, so it's a lot of puzzles and psychological kind of changes like going into a room and coming out and things being completely different and doors being open where they weren't lights coming on in different rooms while you're not in them. Um, there is a strange little doll that follows you through it. Um, that seems to follow you with its eyes. And there is a mysterious figure, uh, of a man eating something in these rooms and you can hear the breath behind you while you play. Okay. Uh, there is various different things in this apartment complex that are very scary, but this guy, you'll like walk into a, uh, walk outside of a room and this giant arm will come out and smash the lights. So you're in complete darkness and just hear him breathing like it. There are tons of good scares in that game. I won't give away too much more. But uh, that is kind of the brief synopsis is you are coming to clean out your grandfather's apartment and there is a very dark secret in this apartment complex. What the fuck is your grandpa <laughs> mixed up in? <laughs> number two, this man two. wants his family <laughs> album so bad. Like the minute I step in somewhere for a family album and it's like, hey, that doll looks sort of shifty. It could be a fucking beanie baby. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah <it's> <laughs> 
That's a good point. I'm like, who collects Beanie Babies yeah. anymore? I gotta get out of here. <laughs> There's a room full of them. Yeah. So, but it's a fantastic play. It is a single-player um, psychological horror. It does not take too long to beat. You can beat it within probably two hours if you really put your mind to it. This is another, like, 4 or $5 game? $7. Motherfucker, not worth it. <laughs> 7 No, get, six get fifty the, maybe. Get the fuck out of here. So, but uh, I actually sent it to uh, our friend Chris slash Monkey, uh-huh. and he... Um, he is enjoying it so far, and he is not the biggest horror fan on earth. He's been trying to get more into horror lately, but he is uh, so far said he has been enjoying it and actually finds that doll hilarious. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah. Does the doll talk? No, he does oh. not. He just, uh, he will poke out of places that you do not expect him occasionally. Um, but there's a lot of cool puzzles and stuff you have to solve to get through it. And, uh, a lot of, it's a very dark feeling game. Is it first person? Yep. First okay. person. Um, and the way it plays with shadows and things like that, where the lights will go out and you'll see like kind of, you know how that moon, like, it's like the moon is clouded. So you have like this slight idea of like an outline of a shadow they like play with that so much cool and there'll be just like shadows in the corner like oh god oh god i gotta go in this room and i gotta grab this and i have to turn the breaker backs back on breaker backs the breaker backs but um and uh you'll just walk through and the shadow's gone (laughs) just crazy stuff like that so it really messes with you again that is by n4ba they did another really successful game called wrong floor Mm -hmm. so um but yeah that is kind of what I got for the game, and uh, I highly suggest uh, people should give it a shot if they're in for a quick scare. They have an afternoon to waste, mm-hmm. and six dollars burning a hole through their pocket. You just say six. You said seven. Six fifty, maybe. <laughs> this isn't a compromise. <laughs> it's a six or seven. God damn it! I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know what? Let me fact check it. This is a Blaze's Cabin of Bargaining Curiosities. Okay, you can buy it from their website, the n4ba.itch.io, for $5. Okay, this shit's getting out of hand. Yeah. This is too much .io.org.edu. <laughs> and on Steam... Oh, I was right. The game is six ninety nine. You it tried is. To you broke my heart. I'm so sorry. You broke my heart for the last time. I didn't mean to, but you can use your Xbox controller for it. <laughs> okay. Well, let me hop right on that with not having an Xbox. Or a PC. <laughs> let me hop right on that. You should. You should totally get a PC. Or just, I'll bring over my computer and we'll play this game. I don't know what technology is. Okay. Uh, maybe, actually, maybe next time we record, I'll just, I'll set up the laptop and we can play it on your TV. Okay. I don't know what a TV is either, but whatever. <laughs> a TV what? <laughs> oh, you mean the movie box. Oh, you must mean TB. The tuberculosis took my family out. <laughs> Down right. in the Oregon Trail. <laughs> uh, all right, so that, that's all you have on it? Yep. And what's the name of the game again? It is From the Darkness. From the Darkness. You can find it on Steam. It was released March 30th of this year. All right, cool. Again, the uh, developer is N4BA. Still a very, uh, still a very new release. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
Uh, well, I guess that about wraps it up here. Uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bladed Apples. Uh, yeah, thank all five you. of you. <laughs> Whoever the fuck listens to it. I don't know. I listen to it all the time. Yeah. Um, we're sorry that uh, yeah, it took sorry us a little bit late. to put this one. I mean, it's really not like we aren't really on a schedule yet. But uh just means you'll be getting a new episode a little sooner. Uh, we don't know what it's going to be about yet. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, we're just kind of going with the flow right now. Uh, but thank you guys for uh, all the support or for the feedback on episodes or episodes you want to hear. We've had a couple requests for uh, different topics. So hopefully we'll get to those soon. Yeah, for sure. Um, we also want to thank Stefan Mize from uh, Crawling Panther, Ocala, Florida. Crawling Panther Tattoo Parlor. He did our logo. Uh, check him out. And check out Crawling Panther, uh, Crawling Panther Tattoo Parlor on Instagram. Uh, he does great work. Uh, thanks to Blaze for doing all the tech stuff and editing and uh, the music. Um, and um, I don't know. What else you want to add there? Rock and roll. <laughs> rock and roll. Rock, rock out, right? Yeah. Um, and I guess we'll see you next time. So uh, just remember. Every day is Halloween, so act accordingly. Bye.